This is episode 140, Getting Over Your Fear of Loss with Tom. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. As always, I'm so happy to have you here and listening. Just a quick little personal update from me. Those of you who follow me on social media probably heard the news and I'm out of my boot. Yay! Had a stress fracture in my foot and was wearing one of those terrible boots. Boy, did that make me grateful for my ability to move, but it was really throwing me off. So I used the power of my mind, acupuncture, light therapy, body workers. What else did I do? All kinds of stuff to get that darn boot off. And now I'm in some really sexy, hot orthopedic tennis shoes. Great for my single life, but at least I'm out of the boot and into proper alignment. If you missed my last blog, go to christinehasser.com. I talk a lot about my recent injury and get on my soapbox a little bit about movement and alignment. This is something I've always been super passionate about and probably one of the reasons I'm recovering as quickly as I am is because I do take pretty good care of myself on a daily basis. So go back and check that blog out. I give you some tips for exercising and for staying in alignment. Got a great show for you today. I've got Tom and I coach him on a big question. He has a really broad question about how to get out of debt, how to improve his relationships, how to get on with his career. But like with all big questions on this show, they usually stem from one issue in our past that's creating a big impact on all aspects of our life. So rather than try to immediately answer the question callers ask, I always have to investigate a little further and be sure to listen to my breakdown after this call because I teach about a couple of things that I think a lot of you will relate to being a sensitive person and dealing with anxiety. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this week's episode. First, we have Daily Harvest, one of my favorites. Daily Harvest delivers frozen one-step prep plant-based eats right to your door with your choice of smoothies, savory harvest bowls, overnight oats, and more. I've really loved having Daily Harvest delivered straight to my door. I'm in a new sublet right now just for a couple months and going grocery shopping and getting all of my fruits and vegetables and everything like that has been a little harder with my foot injury. So I've turned to Daily Harvest to get my fresh fruits and veggies prepped, cut, all ready to throw into a blender and mix in just one step because that's how Daily Harvest works. They basically deliver you these cups of organic fresh goodness that stays fresh in your freezer and can be prepared in just one step. All you have to do is add water or your favorite milk to the cup and blend it or heat it. With Daily Harvest, you can make an amazing meal or snack filled with delicious whole ingredients in just 30 seconds. And smoothies and harvest bowls make for a great lunch or an afternoon snack. It's the perfect thing to have on hand for those days where you just don't have time to cook or can't walk to the grocery store. Daily Harvest is becoming my first choice at any time of day. So here's your call to action. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code over it to get three free items in your first box. Again, that's three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Again, daily-harvest.com. And we have a new sponsor, Fabletics, which I'm super excited about. It's co-founded by Kate Hudson, and it's a premium activewear at great value. 
I cannot wait to get back to the gym and try on some of my new clothes that I got from fabletics.com. They make the world's best leggings. That's right. The world's best. You get performance, quality, and style for two to three times less than other activewear brands. Fabletics clothes are designed to move with you through your lightest workouts and your most intense. Whether you're lounging in the house or chasing the kids around, they're guaranteed to support you in any activity. Their leggings are available in sizes extra, extra small to 3X and in petite, regular, and tall lengths. I love that they deliver on a performance level so you can get the most out of your workout, but they're super cute so you can wear them anywhere, seriously, from bar to brunch. Fabletics has you covered. And from bar, I mean B-A-R-R-E, the bar classes. I challenge you to try these and tell me they're not the best. When you visit the site for the first time, you're given a style quiz. Then Fabletics personalizes your shopping experience so your favorite styles rise straight to the top. You can shop as a guest or become a VIP, and VIPs stay 40 to 50% off retail prices and gain access to tons of other exclusive sales and perks. Imagine your favorite store was offering you a discount on all the merchandise for the rest of your life, and all you had to do was visit the store each month to check out what was new with absolutely no pressure to buy you'd sign up immediately. That's the value you get from a Fabletics VIP membership. So here's your call to action. Go to fabletics.com slash over it now. That's F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S.com slash over it and get two pairs of their amazing leggings for just $24. Seriously, they're the world's best leggings. You get two for $24. You spend more than that on dinner. They're $99 value and you'll get two for only 24 bucks when you join at fabletics.com slash over it. All right. So before we dive into my coaching call with Tom, I want to give you some questions to consider. Are there a lot of areas in your life that are not the way you want them to be? Are you a sensitive person? Do you tend to take things personally? Are you a creative person? Do you express that creativity? Do you suffer from anxiety? Do you have a fear of loss? And for the men out there, how do you feel about being a man? Do you feel connected to your masculine energy? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. My question is, how can I improve my relationships with my family as I work long hours to pay off some medical and debt obligations and also possibly prepare for some kind of a career shift? Okay, so that's a big question. Give me a little more context in terms of what's going on, what you're doing now, and just everything that you're facing. Okay. Well, for the last uh, 14, 15 years, I have been a working musician with a day job. I'm a singer with a long-term gig, and I am also started a piano studio a couple of years ago that's grown to 14 students. In the meantime, I also have a a 40-hour-a-week job that I've Mm -hmm. had for about 11, 12 years. So, Um, I have a lot of obligations. I'm married for um, nearly 15 years Mm. this year, Mm. 14 years. And so I spend a lot of time. My wife is an artist. She works. And yeah, there's just a lot going on. A lot of time spent paying things off. Um, It's been a long and interesting 14 years. Right. So, So do me a quick favor. Just take a nice deep breath. And exhale any nervousness or anxiety. Just let it go. Thank you. Okay. So what I'm really hearing is you've got a lot on your plate. It sounds like your passion is music. Is that correct? That's an interesting question. Um, It's the thing that I'm best at. 
you know, I have a lot of passions in life and that's the one that's always been consistent. I tend to like focus on like one thing to the exclusion of everything else a great deal of the time. Um, but music has always been there. It's the thing that I'm best at. It's, um, I'm really enjoying teaching the piano lessons. So it is a passion of mine. It's a big part of my identity. What are your other passions? Other passions are my family. I've always, you know, been interested in politics. I live in the DC area. Those are the main things, you know, mm-hmm. I used to juggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been all kinds of things. Professionally. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, when I was in high school, I once did that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did one gig as a juggler. Amazing, um, amazing. That's so. the first. You're, this is the first juggler I've had on the show. <laughs> well, let me uh-huh. let me ask you a couple things. So, would okay. you say that you are struggling right now? Feel challenged right now? Feel stressed? If you were to identify the primary feeling, because basically you asked me, basically, how do I support my family when I've got all these things going on and medical expenses. And if you're willing to share a little bit about what's going on medically, that might give me some more information too. So I'd love to know (laughs) the primary feeling you're feeling and then any other information that you think would be helpful for me to be able to coach you best. Let's see. The main thing, first thought is I'm feeling like I'm starting to turn the corner. So this is kind of the moment that I can make a difference. Okay. What do you mean? (laughs) Basically, financially, like things are starting to get to the point that I'm able to pay things off. Okay, great. So, you know, I'm starting to make headway in that way. And like the main thing is that, like I said, like the primary feeling I'm feeling right now is nervousness. Okay, because Because, you're on the call with me or because that's just how you feel in life? um, Because that's how I feel in life. Okay. And how long have you had that feeling? Did you feel that your whole life? Yeah, I am. I would say that I'm definitely like an anxious sort. Um, and that leads to, I think, some of the busyness that happens. Yeah. Well, and it also leads to low feelings of self-worth oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you are experiencing anxiety, is your mind going to worry? Is it going to the future? Is it is it your inner critic? Because anxiety is a physio- physiological response to thoughts. So what are the thoughts right. that created anxiety for you? The thoughts that create anxiety for me is thoughts of loss, losing my family, losing my relationships, losing, you know, jobs, gigs, clients. And where does that fear of loss come from? The fear of loss comes from, a lot of it comes from, let's see, elementary school. Um, I had a friend and um, there was a, we had a falling out. And that falling out was based on us going on two different tracks in life. I was going towards arts. He was going towards sports. And at some point, it reached the point that he left. He came back. When he came back, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And I wasn't a part of his plan. He didn't hate me, but it felt like it. And how close were you to him? Um... Very close. He was my best friend. And when, what age was this? This was, um, the whole thing happened between second and fourth grade. Okay. And before that, do you remember feeling anxiety or anxious or nervousness? Before that, not really. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So these are really significant life events that can create mm-hmm. a neural net in our brain that becomes reinforced over time and almost becomes our operating system. And you may think, especially if you've heard other people who've gone through hard things, oh, whatever, my friend ditching me or in a lot of ways abandoning you and, and or rejecting you, however it landed inside of you, you may think, oh, that's not a big deal. But to your between second and third grade, gosh, how old are you then? Um, seven or eight? Eight. Eight, yeah. Eight or nine. Yeah, something like that. So it's it's that's a big deal to a uh, eight or nine year old boy, especially because your best friend at that age, you know, before you're interested in girls and all that kind of stuff, is a really big mm-hmm. deal. And so mm-hmm. what do you think that made what do you think you made that mean about you, Tom? What it made me think about me. Yeah. Um as a nine year old, like get into a nine year old brain. You have kids, yeah. right? Yeah. How old are your kids? Um, they are, um, 12, 11 and two. Okay. So you've had two that have been nine. <laughs> so you know how a nine-year-old thinks and, and works. Mm-hmm. So at, get into your nine-year-old brain. Try to go mm-hmm. back in time. Close your eyes if you can and be mm-hmm. nine again. And you just had your friend come back from somewhere and he left you. He rejected you. He chose other people. He chose another path. How did that make you feel and what did, what beliefs or what did you make that mean about you? It meant to me that I was alone Mm -hmm. with myself and my thoughts and that I was a loner. Mm. And what is, what does it mean to be a loner? Um, for me, it's meant uh, to be a contrarian, mm-hmm. to um, cut against the grain a little bit, um, to expect not to always be understood. Mm. Mm. And do you think you took any of it personally? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. how? Um, what did you make it mean about you? Because the loner was the result of the meaning mm-hmm. you gave it. Because there's what happens and right. there's what we make it okay. mean. So first there was the mm-hmm. hurt. Before you decided to become a loner, the loner basically was a defense mechanism because you decided, okay. well, I can't trust people. I'm going to be left. So I'm just going to become a lower loner. I'm going to do the opposite of things. So that was the defense strategy to what happened. What do you think initially when the wound happened, you made that mean? That I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. That I wasn't enough. And that I wasn't enough socially. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, it was, I wasn't the kind of person to have those kinds of friends. Mm-hmm. And once again, it pushed me towards developing skills that were not always, um, I'm talking about the results again. Um, but okay. yeah, no, it pushed me towards, I mean, in that sense, it pushed me towards things that, um, that boys were not as interested in, like, you know, doing music and doing, um, doing, you know, and the juggling and all those kinds of things. Right. Things were sort of the opposite of sports, things that were the opposite. So not only 
Am I not enough? But I'm different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So how do you think having the belief system seated at a young age, I'm not enough, I'm different, and I'm alone. Mm-hmm. What do you think that creates in terms of being able to generate income, feel financially stable, feel like you fit in, feel like you belong? Um, how does, yeah, it leads to, um, I would say a legacy of underachievement. Well, it's not necessarily about underachievement, Tom. It's more about if I believe I'm not enough, it's going to be really, I'm going to, you probably try really, really hard, Mm -hmm. but you don't get the results. Would you say, because I hear you saying, I, I'm a musician, I teach piano, I work 40 hours, I'm a dad. You're not a slacker. You're doing a lot. No. I would say you're, you're doing a lot but not achieving the results that match the effort. Yes. And that's the problem. And yes. the reason why you're not achieving the results that match the effort is because you're trying, 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 trying from a place of I'm not enough. So mm-hmm. – there's a belief system in there that you're undeserving. Mm-hmm. And we've got this anxiety running that my wife might leave me at any time, even though if it's not a conscious thing, if you have that core wound from somebody that was your best friend, would you say your wife's your best friend now? Yes. Okay. So you're going to have like a, an almost an anxious attachment to her. So there are different attachment mm-hmm. styles. They're secure anxious and avoidant. And a lot of times we start off as secure, but then somebody, be a parent, best friend, whoever it is, leaves us, abandons us, rejects us, and we, we form anxious attachment. So we are so connected to someone, we love them so much, but we have this anxiety that they're going to leave. And it can show up as neediness, it can show up as anxiety, it can show up as, in a lot of different ways. But we never, even if your wife tells you a gazillion times, I love you, I'm not leaving, there's this anxiety about keeping her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so between that and this not enoughness, of course, things are going to feel a little harder. Yes. See, see, our belief systems in so many ways create a reality. So your mm-hmm. initial question to me about how do I juggle all of this, how do I – what you're really asking me is mm-hmm. – how do I really step into the truth of who I am mm-hmm. and relieve this pattern of anxiety that keeps me from really enjoying my life? Because my sense is you're so worried about losing it, you're not really enjoying it to the fullest degree. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes I would. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, what would you need to know about yourself, Tom, to know you are enough? Okay, what would I need to know? I need to know enough what? Well, um, what makes your kids enough? We're all enough in the sense that, you know, we all deserve, you know, life. We all, you know, deserve existence. And, but 
Yeah, nothing makes us enough. Exactly. It's like enoughness is um yeah. yeah, it's just enough enough what? Enough to what? Right, but do you see how enough. you get that as a concept, but you don't really feel yes. it? Yeah. I'm not feeling it, no. Exactly. Because if you really felt it, you wouldn't have the fear of loss. You wouldn't have the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so there is a, let me ask you this. When your friend went off and did his own thing, abandoned, rejected you, mm-hmm. who did you talk to about it? Who consoled you? How did, how did, how was it dealt with when you were a child? Um, I talked with my mom about it. She's generally the one that I went to mm-hmm. for those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and how were you comforted? What were you told? Um, I don't remember. Um, well, here's what I want to tell you, just in case you weren't told this. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Him not choosing you as a friend anymore doesn't mean you're not enough. It doesn't mean that the things you like are not valuable. Because mm-hmm. I think you also have judgments um, against what you love and your passions because they're not – as a kid, I think you probably made some also some beliefs and assumptions about what it means to be a boy and a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah. And since – sports was the manly route and you Mm -hmm. chose music and juggling and art and all those other things. I think you have even judgments of yourself about being a man, which impacts your ability to provide. Yes, I agree. Yeah. (sighs) But even if you provide through the creative arts, which are sometimes judged as more feminine, that doesn't Mm -hmm. make you less of a man. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that would be very useful for you to do is to start tapping more into your masculine energy and finding the ways that drive and ambition and financial abundance show mm-hmm. up through you. There's a great organization called the Mankind Project. Have you heard of them? Yes. Have you ever done any of their work? No. Mm. I would say now is the time because it sounds like you've, do you, do you get along better with women than men? Do you have more females in your life than males? Yes. Two sisters. Okay. One brother. Okay. So there's some healing around your relationships with men because Mm -hmm. the other thing that is so important about dealing with anxiety is that we need a very healthy masculine energy inside of us that makes us feel safe. You know, so like for me, when I'm feeling any anxiety and discomfort, it's that feminine motherly voice that it's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here. But it's that masculine presence that's like, you're safe. I got you. You're okay. Mm-hmm. And because there's a, a little bit of a disconnection from your masculine energy because you've judged yourself for so long, 
I feel like you're not connected to that powerful presence of the masculine drive and force, which could be impacting your ability to really create the financial security and abundance that you yearn for. So my recommendation would be to do some work with the Mankind Project to start to heal some of this wounding you have around your relationships with men. Because any you know, external reality, things that happen outside of us, we internalize. So this kind of core mm-hmm. wound you had with this best male friend at a young age has impacted your relationship with your inner masculine. Are you following mm-hmm. me? Yes. Right. And when we don't have that sense of safety and security inside of us, of course, we're going to have anxiety that Mm -hmm. coupled with, I'm not enough. I did something wrong. Waiting for the other shoe to drop all of that. Like Tom, of course you have anxiety. Of course it's Mm -hmm. been hard to, and it's, it's, it's interesting that you were a juggler because that's the image I get of you. You're just juggling all these things all the time, just keeping them all up in the air, terrified that a ball is going to drop. And it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you're also dealing with health issues? Um, My wife is. Okay. I'm I'm in pretty good health, Um, but my wife has asthma. My wife has, um, is dealing with allergies, going through allergy treatment, but, um, but I, contribute like basically 90% of the income. So. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, this is, this is, um, well, let me ask you this. What do you hear me saying so far and what have I said to you or spoke about that has really resonated? Okay. Well, what you said to me is that there is you know, there's a real core wound around um, what happened with my friend and that that feeling of loss has affected a great deal of my relationships with men. And I can go into a whole lot of different ways that this has helped. So this is absolutely resonating with me um, and that I need to do more things with um, to recapture uh, my maleness Mm-hmm. And I have been in very female-dominated spaces, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that is missing, and that enoughness is going to come a great deal from recovering, you know, my own unique masculinity. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So it's both a combination of knowing you're enough, inherent as a human being. And mm-hmm. also healing this wound you have around masculinity because it mm-hmm. is that like even for me in my business, my feminine leads, the ideas and everything comes through. But without my masculine energy, I wouldn't be making money. So it's it's yeah. the combination of both of those things. And it's that – it's the feminine energy often that is the juggler, <laughs> the multitasker, the keeping everything up in the air. And the masculine energy is like, no, no, no. Let the balls drop. I'm going to pick up one ball. I'm going to aim it somewhere and I'm going to throw it. It's more directional versus Mm -hmm. just chaotic. Yes. And the blend of the two is beautiful, but you've leaned so much into one because there's been shame and judgment and pain around the other that from my point of view, that's impacting your ability to have what you want in terms of the... You didn't use this word, but I'll use it. You tell me if it's accurate. 
security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Security and stability. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. can't, you can't have security and stability juggling. No. And so it's time to get, you can get a lot of stimulation from juggling. Exactly. And you can stay busy. Like you said, you can yeah. stay distracted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another way that you deal with your anxiety is you just mm-hmm. stay busy. Yeah. So the other thing that I think would be very useful for you, do you meditate? Yes. Okay. And how is that for you? Um, the meditation that I do is, um, I think I, um, yeah, believe it or not, it's not a very consistent practice. It exists, but it's not like at a specific time of day and it's sort of fit in. In between. It's it's prayer. I'm Catholic, so it's prayer. Okay. Which is great. And I don't really want to give you another to-do item, but I want you to um, find a way to just sit with the anxiety and just be with mm-hmm. it and not do something. Like whether it's listening to a mantra, whether it's just setting a timer and just sitting in silence for 10 minutes. I want you to not distract yourself or start metaphorically juggling when the anxiety comes up. I want you to focus Mm -hmm. on your breath. The other thing that I think would be really, really good for you is some kind of martial arts. Again, I know you're already busy. Adding another Mm -hmm. thing is a lot. Maybe it's something you can watch on YouTube or something like that. But again, like that focus, 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 focus is important for you because one of the ways you've coped with the anxiety is just by distraction and, and multiple you know, again, like I'm seeing that image of juggling, just so many balls in the air. And it's hard yes. to feel balanced and grounded when that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. mankind project or some kind of work with men. It's finding some kind of meditation, martial arts practice where you just are with the anxiety and you have some focus. And then also it's just talking to that little guy inside of you, like you would to your children and telling him he's enough. And he is a man and he is deserving of his wife and his children and money and all of those things. And he doesn't mm-hmm. need to be scared. And the truth is he can never really lose anything because even if people come and go, you're not going to leave him. You're not going to abandon him. Yes, that's right. So how do you feel? I feel like something dropped. Hmm. And how's the anxiety? If it was at a nine when we started, where is it now? About a three. Great. Great. And something dropped because you were ready to hear it. Yes. And there's a part of you that is so craving. Because I have a sense when you were little that you were um, really clear and confident in who you were. And actually really quite calm. Like you have a very calming presence when you allow yourself to have it. But then this happened and it just rattled you to the point of, because you're also very sensitive, which Mm -hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful gift. But the thing about sensitive people is often we take too much personally. Mm -hmm. And so we have to blend our sensitivity with intuition and know that that friend of yours or anyone else that ever has quote unquote rejected you, it wasn't about you. It was more about resonance. Mm -hmm. 
the other thing about sensitive people is we can kind of jive with anyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, we see the light in them. We can jive with anyone, but often that's not reciprocated. Yeah. Definitely. So now it's time for you to, to find your tribe, especially of men, to embrace who you are, to know you're enough and to forgive mm -hmm. yourself for judging yourself for any reason, especially mm -hmm. forgive the judgment that there was something wrong with you. And that's why your friend chose not to be your friend. Mm -hmm. It was just a resonance and a preference. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I made my peace with intellectually, but right. not really. Yeah. So after we hang up, if you have time, it could be very useful just to write a letter to that little nine-year-old acknowledging mm -hmm. how he felt and telling him the truth about the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Was this helpful? Yeah, definitely. Great. Um, yeah, it really made a difference and I, I liked the direction that it went. Great. Yes. Keyword direction. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's like really embracing those qualities of the masculine because the masculine isn't about like sports and rah, 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 rah. That's just one expression. Mm -hmm. It's just one expression. Find your expression. Mm -hmm. Can do. Thank you to Tom for your courage and your honesty in this call. His original question was, how can I improve my relationships with my family, pay off debt and prepare for a career shift? That was a big question. So I had to uncover why relationships, money, and his career were being questioned. What we got to is a very significant life event that happened when he was nine years old. And you guys listening, it's so important that you don't minimize these moments in your life. You may think, oh, well, getting abandoned by a friend or teased by a friend, that's just childhood. It happens to all of us. People have been through so much worse. Okay, that may be true, but you don't want to minimize it so much the fact that you never process it and it continues to impact your life for the rest of your life like it has been with Tom. You also don't want to put too much emphasis on it that it becomes an excuse. What I mean by this is a lot of people use events from their past as an excuse for why they don't have what they want. For example, my father abandoned the family, so I have trust issues and therefore relationships are hard for me and that's why I'm alone. Or I come from no money and that's why my finances are a mess and I can't get the job I want, so on and so forth. Your past doesn't need to determine your future. You don't need to continue to tell the story that happened to you when you were a child. But So please don't use what's happened in your life become a story that you continue to tell and believe. But do acknowledge significant past events heal them, reframe them, and form new belief systems around them. Like with Tom, he lost his best friend, which triggered all kinds of feelings and beliefs. First, the feeling of sadness and confusion, which, if unprocessed, can definitely lead to chronic anxiety. Then he formed all kinds of beliefs. You can imagine that if a nine-year-old was rejected and shunned by his best friend, he formed some pretty limiting beliefs. Like he was disposable, he didn't matter, something was wrong with him. And the biggest limiting beliefs he formed that are most affecting his life today is that he'll lose people or they'll leave, which is underneath his massive fear of loss. So every person he loves or cares about, he's afraid he's going to lose because of the unexpected loss of his friend. So his healing and work is about going back to that nine-year-old and reassuring him that it wasn't his fault, that nothing is wrong with him and it's safe to love people. 
It's wonderful Tom has been able to create a marriage and family despite his massive fear of loss and his belief that he's not good enough, but he's not able to truly enjoy it. It's there, but he's not enjoying it. He's worried all the time. And you heard in his initial question, he wanted to improve his relationships. So this is how we've got to go back, heal those issues, move out of fear and back into love. Because if we're showing up more in fear than love, it's 100% going to impact our relationships, our finances, our career, our health, so on and so on. I also want to talk about anxiety for a moment. I was on a coaching call with one of my private clients. And by the way, I have one opening right now for a private client. So first opening I've had all year. So if you're interested, email jill at christinehasser.com. Anyway, this client and I were talking about her anxiety and she was asking me for techniques on how to get rid of it or manage it. So from my point of view, getting rid of or managing a feeling is never really effective because it inherently makes a feeling wrong and perpetuates a pattern of resistance and whatever we resist, as you know, persists. So with this client, instead, we looked at how the anxiety could actually be helpful. In her case, her anxiety was tied to a feeling of not being good enough or fear of being judged. Basically, whenever her, I'm not good enough and people are judging me, limiting belief got triggered, she would get anxious. What I pointed out to her is her anxiety was like an alarm system going off, alerting her that she was under temporary amnesia and she's forgotten that she's a complete lovable being who is good enough by birthright. The anxious feeling could then be used as a reminder that she's forgotten the truth of who she is. So she could thank the anxiety for the alert and move into a feeling of being good enough, which if we get fully in the present moment is always available to us. I use this metaphor with her and I hope it will be helpful to you. Think of an alarm system in your house. When it goes off, you hear the alarm and then respond to the alert. Either it's a false alarm, you turn it off or you get out of the house, whatever it is, you respond. You never want to totally get rid of the alarm system. Never want to totally get rid of it. You also don't want to let it go off for hours and hours. You're grateful it is there to alert you when something is off. You're grateful for the alert. You don't want to totally get rid of it. And you don't want it to ring and ring and ring and ring and ring and go off for hours. So same with your anxiety or your fear or your worry. It's an alarm alerting you. You've forgotten something really important, like you're enough, you're safe, you're loved, you're not alone, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. So instead of attempting to totally silence these uncomfortable feelings, use them as alert systems. And that's what I'd suggest to Tom. Whenever he's feeling that anxiety, that means usually he's worrying about something in the future. He's probably worrying about loss. He's worrying about being rejected or abandoned or any of those things that are tied back to that core wound of feeling not good enough. A couple other specific things on this call. Tom said he has a lot of passions in life and that music was the one thing that was most consistent, the thing he was best at and a big part of his identity. Now, if I had more time with him, I would have dove into this a little more. I would have coached him more on building up the piano lessons. But first, we would have really needed to work with his judgment against his musical side not being manly enough. Since masculine energy is tied to focus, direction, and providing financially, it would serve Tom to really step into that energy and see that his musical passion is indeed masculine and really own it. It doesn't matter how good of a musician or teacher he is. If he believes his gift is a liability, like it was back when he was nine because his interest in music over sports cost him his best friend, it's going to be hard for him to be profitable. 
I would also recommend Tom put some serious intention into breaking out of loner tendencies. The loner life he adopted and calling himself a contrarian was a defense mechanism. It's not who he really is. Now it's time to find his tribe, feel a sense of belonging, and allow himself to form meaningful connections with people, especially other men, because you heard in the call how he most gravitated towards women. That's why I suggested the Mankind Project, which is basically a men's organization and helps men form connections with other men and really embrace their masculinity. And just Google Mankind Project, you'll find info on it. We also talked about the fact that he thinks his beliefs have led to underachievement. Mm -mm -mm. Not true, as you heard me say in the call. He's not underachieving necessarily. He's trying really, really, really hard. He's just not getting the result. He's not a slacker. He's doing a lot, but his results don't match the effort. And that's the problem. He's trying, trying, trying from a place of I'm not enough. That's like running really fast on the treadmill thinking you're going to get somewhere. You're still running really, really fast. You're burning calories just like you are if you were actually outside running from point A to point B. But if you're on the treadmill, you're not getting anywhere. And that belief of not being good enough is what was creating the treadmill-like results. All right. Some takeaways for you that correspond to my takeaways for Tom. First of all, if you deal with anxiety, look at it like an alarm system. What is it alerting you to? And then practice sitting with it. So often we try to distract ourselves when anxiety comes up. Don't do that. Sit with it. Be with it. Breathe with it. See where the anxiety takes you. That will really help you uncover what the alarm system is. Second, anyone who has difficulty with focus and direction, I highly recommend martial arts. Tom was a juggler, not the physical thing he wants to be doing. Since he's doing all these things, he has literally multiple balls up in the air. He wants focus. He wants direction. That's why I recommended something like martial arts. Next, stop taking things so personally, especially you sensitive people. Okay. Let's talk about this for a moment. We tend to see the best in people and we tend to be overly critical of ourselves. We give other people the benefit of the doubt, but often don't give it to ourselves. So if you're incredibly sensitive, I really want you to consider that maybe people's reactions have less to do with you and more to do with them. Instead of taking it personally, get personal with them. And by that, I mean, really see them for who they are. See that maybe them judging you or not choosing you or abandoning you has more to do with their issues than anything to do with you. And finally, find your tribe. Embrace who you are and know you are good enough. Forgive the judgment there was ever something wrong with you if you got rejected by any other tribe or any other person. Sometimes with people, it's just a resonance and a preference. And if you miss my last coach's corner where I interviewed Lori Harder, who's my friend, my client, also the author of the new best-selling book, A Tribe Called Bliss, please go back and listen to that because we talk all about friendship and finding your tribe. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. As always, leaving a rating and review is incredibly helpful to the show. So please go and do that. Just go to iTunes and look for the show. I always appreciate your feedback. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. 
Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 